It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network is your host, Brady Trent. What is up, Thunder fans? My name is Brady Trantham, your host and your man for all things Oklahoma City Thunder. Thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For the next 30 minutes or so, and I promise it won't be 40 plus minutes this time, everyone, you will be so locked on Thunder that the key of Airborne won't even save you. If you don't know who I am, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Go to thefranchiseok.com for all my Thunder columns and blogs. You can also hear me talking Thunder on the OKC82 podcast, the other Thunder podcast that I do, part of the Franchise Podcast Network. I do that with my co-host Madison Morris and once a week on Wednesdays with Mr. Chisholm Holland, live from the Press Restaurant on 16th Street in the Plaza District in Oklahoma City at noon. So if you're in the neighborhood, come say hi to us. Like I said yesterday, just tune in for the recent Deontay Burton episode we did on Tuesday. Madison and I sat down with Mr. Burton for about 25 minutes or so. Had a great conversation about a plethora of topics. You guys should already know that Deontay Burton's a really cool guy. He's really down to earth. Took him a second or two to warm up. Once he got comfortable, it was a great conversation. Thunder fans, Thunder fans, you won't want to miss. Thunder fans, you won't want to miss how much of an awesome guy Deontay is. You'll also find Madison and I's instant reaction to the Thunder's 107-100 loss to the Pacers last night on the OKC82 feed, and that's the latest episode that's available. One more franchise plug before we get on with the show. Tune in to the Franchise Thunder Insider show on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to noon starting December 14th. Franchise personality and NBA romantic Jerry Ramsey, cap contract wizard warlord John Hamm, Madison, and myself run the show. We have a lot of fun. We enjoy doing it. Hopefully you guys vibe with it and give us a listen on Saturdays. But if you're out of the market as well, because I know the Locked On podcast gets a lot of downloads from not just Oklahoma, but from all over the country, all over the globe. Shout out to everybody outside of Oklahoma listening to this podcast. I appreciate it a lot. But if you're out of the market and you want to listen to the Franchise Thunder Insider Show, go ahead and download the 107.7 The Franchise app. It's free and it's really, really easy to use. It's Thursday. So we will throw it back to a moment in Thunder history for today's Throwback Thursday segment. But before we get there, let's rehash the Thunder's most recent game. Thunder lost last night to the Indiana Pacers 107-100 in Oklahoma City. A much better effort than the effort that we saw a few weeks ago in Indianapolis. But the result remains the same. The Thunder lost to the Pacers once again. It was a game that the Thunder, much like all of their other losses 
could have very well won in the end. The Thunder had an opportunity down 103 to 100 in the final seconds of the game. Terrence Ferguson had a wide open look from the left corner. Terrence Ferguson had a wide open opportunity from the left corner. Good shot, good stroke, good find by Chris Paul, and it just didn't fall. TJ Warren got the rebound, iced the game with free throws. Now again, it's the Thunder losing to probably a better team like we've talked about on this podcast for the last few days, but still putting out a good effort, put still putting out a good product. But when you consider that Chris Paul entered the fourth quarter with no points on 0-4 shooting, Shea Gildas Alexander entered the quarter with eight points on 4-14 shooting, and both players combined to shoot 9 of 28 from the floor and 20 points, and even worse from the three-point line, one of nine combined, the Thunder are going to be hard-pressed to win any game regardless of who they're playing. And Indiana is a good team. What really saved the Thunder in this game was the third quarter performance by Danilo Gallinari. Five of five shooting from the floor, 14 points in eight minutes, all in the third quarter. It really kept the Thunder from avoiding what we have seen become a disastrous trend for this team, the third quarter. And another plug for the OKC82 podcast that we did with Deontay, he even mentions the third quarter woes. The Thunder just didn't have enough consistency throughout the game. The Thunder just made too many tiny little mistakes that at the time don't necessarily seem that important. But once you take a step back, once the game is ended and you look back and you tally up all those tiny mistakes, it adds up to, okay, that's why they lost by a few possessions. One sequence that really stuck out to me, and I thought it was important at the time, but it was important to me. In the first quarter, Malcolm Brogdon came off of a Demonis Sabonis screen. Sabonis rolled to the basket. Brogdon found him with a perfect bounce pass and Sabonis finished for the easy bucket. It was routine. Frankly, it looked like it was being done in practice against air. On the ensuing possession by Oklahoma City, Chris Paul and Nerlens Noel did the exact same thing. Chris Paul found him with a similar bounce pass on the other end of the floor, except Nerlens Noel dropped the easy pass. That was one of the Thunder's 11 turnovers for the game. It's just one sequence, but to me, you can look back at a lot of these losses and you can find tiny little mistakes sprinkled throughout the game. Now again, this roster is talented. This roster has some veteran leadership that no how to navigate games that knows how to win games. Chris Paul does this. Danilo Gallinari does this. Steven Adams does this. But even with that veteran leadership, you still are relying on guys like Shea Gildas-Alexander, Darius Baisley, now Abdul Nader because Hamadou Diallo is out, inconsistent scorers like Dennis Schroeder, inconsistent offensive players like Terrence Ferguson. Once you add all that up together, you probably come out with an 8-12 and 12 team. This seven-point loss, it, it just goes into the growing theme of this team. Like I said, they're 8-12 and 12 on the year. If you take out the first Indiana loss, which the Thunder lost by 26, and the Portland loss last Wednesday, I think Portland is still scoring at this point. But if you take out those two blowout outlier losses, and I'll include even the 12-point loss against the Washington Wizards in Oklahoma City in the second game of the year, every other loss has come by an average of five points. Now, th- that shouldn't be that much of a revelation because I think, I-, I checked this a few weeks ago, so I don't know if it's changed subtly here or there, but the average NBA game is only separated by a point and a half or two. Obviously, the Thunder, in most of their games, five points. What does that tell me? They're typically in a game where in the final minute or two, they are just one shot away or one stop away from either tying or taking the lead in the game. And because of all those tiny mistakes, because of the inexperience on the roster, because of the lack of cohesion on this roster compared to a lot of the teams that they're going to see on a night-in, night-out basis, especially in the Western Conference, they're going to come up short in those instances. The interesting thing is, they're 8-12. and 12. Two years ago, the Thunder started off 8-12 and 12 with Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Stephen Adams, a healthy Andre Robertson. <laughs> it could always be worse, but also, of the eight wins that the Thunder have, six of those wins, New Orleans and Golden State. Three each. Depending on how you look at it, it can either only get better from here, which it probably won't, 
or it could potentially be much worse because New Orleans and Golden State aren't walking through that door down the schedule. Now, I kind of crapped on Shea Gillis-Alexander and Chris Paul's overall performance, but I will say both players hit some pretty big shots late in the fourth quarter, which is what you want to see, not just out of your leader in Chris Paul, but out of your potential future leader in Shea Gillis-Alexander. You want to see them make plays in winning time. If you've watched basketball in the NBA for some time, you've seen plenty of instances where your best player or the leading scorer on a team would have a terrible three-quarter performance, but then they would just turn it on and hit big shot after big shot in the fourth quarter, and that was the difference in the win for that particular game. So you can at least cling on to that, Thunder fans, that Shea Gillis-Alexander and Chris Paul at least hit some big shots and some big free throws late in the stretch. Player of the game is definitely Steven Adams. One of the things I talked about on this podcast was I want to see a better Stephen Adams coming off of the two-game performance against the New Orleans Pelicans because it was great to see Stephen Adams do that on a basketball floor considering how he's played up until this point. But it was against Jackson Hayes and it was against Jaleel Okafor. He's going up against Indiana last night. Miles Turner, significantly better. Damana Sabonis, significantly better. I want to see an aggressive, confident Stephen Adams. And last night, he showed more than that. He was 8 of 8 from the floor and 4 for 4 from the free throw line, including two clutch free throws in the final minute to put the Thunder into that 100 to 103 situation to get a stop and then potentially tie it where Terrence Ferguson eventually missed that three-point shot. So more clutch free throws, better free throw shooting. His shooting motion looks more smooth. His shooting motion looks comfortable, doesn't seem to have a hitch anymore. I think it's probably safe to say after three games that Steven Adams is starting to resemble his healthy self now. So moving forward, that's going to help the Thunder, of course, because Steven Adams is good. And if he plays well, that's good for the Thunder. Also want to have a highlight on Abdul Nader. He finished three or four from the field, hit his only three-pointer attempts, finished with seven points, two rebounds. Overall, just kind of a ho-hum NBA bench player output for a game. But when you consider that it's Abdul Nader and consistency has not been and consistency hasn't been a word that you've probably used to describe him. It was a good performance, and it was a further step in the right direction that he's been taking since a week ago when he had his career high on the road against Portland with the 23 points, followed that up with a great performance at home in the win to New Orleans. Had a ho-hum, pretty average game Sunday, but still made some positive plays, and tonight was no different. Abdul Nader made some positive plays. He just looks like a much more comfortable player. And really quick about Terrence Ferguson's final shot. I saw a lot of people on Twitter questioning why Terrence Ferguson is taking that shot. Why isn't Danilo Gallinari taking that shot, et cetera, et cetera. I understand the frustration in the moment for fans. I I fully understand the frustration. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong. But if you take a step back and just watch how that play developed, Chris Paul, he got the ball to Danilo Gallinari. But you got to give credit to Indiana's defense. They knew that and they defended Danilo Gallinari really well. And at one point, I thought Gallo was going to take an off-balance step back three pointer it's Gallo shooting the three in theory that's cool but an off balance step back three there's enough time on the shot clock Gallo gets the ball back to Chris Paul who eventually finds Terrence Ferguson who missed the shot yes but if you want to have a team that played team basketball you can't just always rely on one guy to bail you out you can't just always rely on Russell Westbrook you can't just always rely on in the future Shea Gildas Alexander so in an optimistic viewpoint maybe it's a good thing that Terrence Ferguson was put in that situation When we get back, we will hear from Shea Gildas-Alexander about that very topic from today at practice. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So my partner at the franchise, Madison Morris, asked Shea Gildas-Alexander about that exact topic. Is it a good thing that is it a good thing that a player like Terrence Ferguson, who is not your first, maybe not even your second, maybe not even your third option on offense, is it a good thing that that guy is put into a situation where he has to hit a big shot? Is that a good thing? Let's hear what Shea Gildas-Alexander had to say about that. I'm going back to last night. How important do you think it is? Like, Terrence got that opportunity last night to take that shot. He might not have fallen, but how important do you think it is that different guys get that opportunity during the games? Yeah, um, it's, it's super important, especially for a young guy like Terrence, um, to get it early. Um, and obviously, they don't all fall, but it, it's, it's basketball and it's life. Um, they don't, it doesn't always go your way. Um, but yeah, the more opportunities he gets, he'll be ready for them in the future. So, obviously, I'm a genius, right? <laughs> Nah, not at all. By the way, you can follow Madison Morris on Twitter at Madison Morris. It's kind of a tricky way to spell it, but it's M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N Morris. Dynamite follow for all Thunder fans. Highly encourage you follow Madison. She does a great job on the beat. Very happy to work with her at the franchise. Let's actually get back a little bit on the Steven Adams thing. Again, 20 points, 8 of 8 from the floor, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, two big clutch free throws. And like I said earlier, he just looks like a much more comfortable player. He looks like probably a much healthier player. And so nagging injuries, they're only going to get better over time. And it's been some time now since Steven Adams has missed two two or three games due to a left knee contusion. So it should make sense that by now, he's going to start resembling the same player that we've grown accustomed to watching over the last few seasons when he's been relatively healthy. And just to give you guys an even better idea of how awesome it is to ask Steven Adams questions, he's always a good sport. Even there have been times where I've asked him silly questions like when I'm asking it, I know as it's coming out of my mouth, it's such a dumb question. But Steven, at times he will tolerate fools like myself and he'll still take the time to as best of an answer as he possibly can. And also when you do ask him good questions, he is one of the better players to ask on this team because he will go through and break down from a basketball IQ standpoint what's going on, what's going through his head, what's going through the heads of the entire team on offense, on defense. He's just basically a fantastic guy to talk basketball, talk hoops with. But last night in the locker room, Eric Korn from The Athletic asked Steven if his improved free throw shooting, his improved offensive prowess on the floor is a result of him being a little bit healthier. Let's hear what Steven had to say in the locker room last night. Is there what? Is there, do you think there's a connection or is there a connection between how you might feel physically and the free throw line? I want to say yes, but that sounds like a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't mean for it to be at all. I'm just, I'm just looking at, you know, you made your free throws at a pretty high rate in the past I guess three or four games, mm. and you've also looked athletically. I think you've looked fresher in the last three or four games too, just from my eye. Oh, in that case, mate, just so you don't go down the rabbit hole. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. He is a treat, isn't he? <laughs> it's it's awesome to cover Stephen. It, it should come as no surprise. I'm sure you, I'm sure you guys and gals love watching Stephen Adams play. I'm sure you guys and gals enjoy rooting for him. But it is quite a treat to be able to cover him and ask him questions. I mean, even last night during the pregame availability in the locker room, 
Eric Horn and I were actually standing in the locker room. We were just mainly talking college football. We're talking about LSU and Joe Burrow. And then Steven Adams walks by and he sees the two of us with two other media members behind us talking to some Thunder officials. (laughs) And he just kind of looks at us and smirks and just says, ah, vultures. (laughs) I'm sure he meant well, right? Yeah, probably not. When we return, we will throw it back to a game in Thunder history on this Throwback Thursday edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The Timberwolves have just made some incredible basketball plays tonight. Starting with Kevin Love shooting the ball from the outside. Well, when you're able to get 23 shots for your big men like the Thunder has tonight, you get that kind of shooting and scoring balance against Minnesota. But the T-Wolves are very much in this. But Tolliver falls, and Durant curls into a beauty from the nail. So my plan with Throwback Thursday is to play a clip or two from a game in Thunder history, and I want to give you guys a chance to basically guess what it is before I tell you what, what it is. You've already heard the first clip. And you can use all the clues there. Who's calling the game? What are the players on the floor that are being mentioned? Those are all the clues that you can use. I'll even throw one out for everybody. Who do the Thunder play tomorrow night in Oklahoma City? Let's play the next clip. See if you guys can guess which game this is from. There's Ellington right at the free throw line area. KD going to rear back. Fire for Craze! KD for Craze! With 3.9 seconds remaining. In the fourth quarter. If you're still trying to figure it out, I'm sure some people know what this is. But in just in case, I'll play one more clip. Fisher. They're going to get him that corner three. They're going to get him that corner three. March 22nd, 2012. Oklahoma City 149. Minnesota 140. An incredible game. The Thunder won in double overtime in Oklahoma City. Let's just peruse through the box scores, shall we? Kendrick Perkins had a monster game, 12 points and 5 rebounds. Russell Westbrook played 50 minutes and 9 seconds and scored 45 points, 4 rebounds and 6 assists, so he wasn't quite Mr. Triple-Double just yet. Serge Ibaka had a very average game, but I think Thunder fans can all remember Let's get Serge Ibaka the ball for the first two possessions and then just forget about him. Eight points, nine rebounds. Kevin Durant, 40 points, 17 boards, five assists. Incredible, incredible basketball. Dabo Cephalosha, no points. Imagine that. James Harden, 25 points, six rebounds, six assists. My goodness. Nick Collison even, 11 points, three rebounds. Derek Fisher, 
five points. Lazar Hayward even was on the board for the Thunder with three points. The Timberwolves, Kevin Love led all scores in the game with 51 points. Everybody's favorite small point guard, Mr. J.J. Barea, 25 points, 10 rebounds in, 14 assists. He got a triple-double over Russell Westbrook. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, I remember watching that game at a gym in Norman at the time, and I had just stepped on the treadmill to start running two miles. I could even dream to run two miles right now nonstop, but I was half paying attention. It was the fourth quarter. By the time I had finished the two miles, I got I stepped off the treadmill and I looked up at the TV and they were still playing. And then I just stopped my workout and watched the the end of the first overtime and then overtime. It was just incredible, the amount of scoring and the lack of defense. But even former Thunder player for just... A few seconds, Luke Ridnour was in the game. 13 points, three rebounds, eight assists for the Timberwolves. And that was your throwback Thunder Thursday. But like I said, it still somewhat applies. The Thunder are playing the Timberwolves tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. So look forward to that. But other things that you can look forward to is, of course, football on Saturday, Sunday. OU's got the Big 12 Championship gets Baylor. But speaking of football, are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and just call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you know to turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get into the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to win, you know, a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you better ways to win. Tired of watching all the games from your couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off of everything. MyBookie wants to get your mind off of everything else and back into the game. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of my bookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. And that'll wrap up this Thursday edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so, so much for joining me along on this new podcast journey that I do. Hopefully, everybody is enjoying it thus far. Please feel free to let me know how, how you feel about the show, any critiques, anything you like. If you've liked all the segments thus far, please let me know on Twitter, at BradyDoesSports, anytime. Don't, I'm probably up either recording another podcast writing or reading who knows i'm probably awake so just feel free to hit me up on twitter but everybody thank you so much for listening to the locked on thunder podcast i really appreciate it and i'll talk to you guys tomorrow hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today